Put your hands up for a throwback to school. It's Throwback to School, the podcast where we talk about stuff we liked in high school and whether it's any good anymore or not. I am uh, Andrew, and with me is the gleeful... Liza! Putting a ring on it, jolly! And if you could hear that in the microphone, I took a very self-satisfied sip of water when I said that. Um, <laughs> Liza, how are you? I'm I'm great. I just came back from some well uh well, I guess I can't say well deserved. <laughs> That's kind of self self uh congratulatory. Um, oh man. I'm off because I no service either. Liza, um, you your connection. I don't know if it's my end or your end. You fell into the ether. Uh oh. Uh oh. Liza, are you are you there? Uh, you cut off. You all. You like. If I was still on or not. You're you're here, but like the last bit where you start talking about your well deserved time off, you just went into and like you just kind of faded out for a while so i'm sure you were just patting yourself on the back yes as i usually do yeah you are very known you need to know you're very known to congratulate yourself on all of your hard work and talk about all the things you've done (laughs) yeah um was it so uh egocentric when you went camping because right now uh we live in seattle washington and right now it is we are engulfed in smoke and so did that affect your camping no i i think there was a big fire the day we left uh Hmm. it was not done by us (laughs) interesting timing wait a second I i hear how it sounds now uh no we it was completely fine the entire time we were there, uh, and we were in like, I mean, just an hour and a half away from Seattle, so not really too far. But the day that we left, we all got as soon as we got service, all of us got that the you know, it, it's like the Amber Alert type technology, right? But for fire emergency, uh, yeah. But it was miles away from where we were. But I think within that that twenty four hours, the wind took it straight to town it was conspicuously a few miles away from when you drove away from the site and And the smoke followed us to town as revenge as yeah penance for for starting the fire because of your you were responsible for the gender reveal party that (laughs) burned down wait is that the same one I think that's a California, that's California, that's a California right? one. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, mixing up the horrible atrocities that people perpetrate on our forests and national parks and animals by displacing them because they selfishly do something stupid to start a fire. And we're not talking even talking about the harm that it does on people and their gender identity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On top of gender reveal parties just being sort of evil and archaic and horrible as uh anyways they also seem to start fires now so yeah i mean you know if you're gonna go wrong you gotta grand slam it right yeah so ruin your kids future and like whatever identity they want to choose for themselves 
And also just burn down an entire forest while you're at it and displace thousands of animals. Yeah, Labor Day. Yeah, you know, Labor Day. <laughs> um, so Liza, uh, on top of starting a fire, um, allegedly, I'm not uh, saying that you for sure started the fire. Um, <clears throat> we also oh, watched... We also watched one episode. You wanted one episode in particular of the TV show Glee. That's right. Uh, uh, I I liked Glee in high school, and I but I never finished it. I I I can't think of a single person that I know who. I mean, I'm sure I know somebody who finished it, but I've never like. I think I barely got into season two. Maybe mm. when I watched it, and then like I the the amount of people I know who watched it, I like it aired until 2015. I can't even believe, like I didn't even know in a yeah. way. Like I don't know. I think I just I want to say I went through season three, but I'm not I'm not sure I did. I... And and so I and so I didn't really want to do the first and last episode because. Both of us were going to be very lost by the last episode. Uh-huh. It didn't seem fair. Uh, so instead, I picked my favorite episode that I remembered like vividly. The rest of you sort of remember the plots or whatever, sure. but that I clearly remember. And I ended up, uh, uh, it, it, it just like, what am I trying to say? Um, it made me continue watching the show. Oh, interesting! Like it's like the it because it it's so cheesy. It's so. I mean, I guess we're gonna just get digging in right away, but yeah, for, it's not your. It, I feel like it's not uh, something that most people would think I like, and even about myself. Like, it's it's so cheesy that I'm like, I'm not sure why I like it. But then that episode, I'm like, oh, this is why I like it. So for me, I started watching the show because a bunch of people I knew who, like, co- like coincidentally, the people who got me to like this sh- to watch this show was the group of people I knew who really liked Buffy. So I'm not huh. sure what the Venn diagram of Buffy and yeah, Glee nah. is, but for some reason, I don't either. For some reason, it was that cross section. So I was like, okay, I might as well try it. And there's parts of the first season that I like like this episode in particular, I think is, is like a, a standout. Um, but like, I, I also think there was a bit of me that was feeling not peer pressure to like the show, but like, mm. you know, I was just like, well, if, like, if people whose judgment, I really like seem to side with and respect like this show, there must be something good about it. Maybe I'm just missing it or I'm not getting it. Um, because, I don't know about you, but the main character of Rachel is one of the most unlikable and annoying main characters on a TV show that I can ever remember. And like just watching this episode, which she is like 100% awful throughout this episode and she doesn't even have much to do other than just be annoying. Um yeah, this is this is the episode that doesn't actually revolve around her. But it still somehow does. And, like it is yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's insane because like she is a written character, she is fake. They they don't have to present her like this. But her character is 
designed to be like a self-centered reality show character where like they somehow make a scripted show that does not have to revolve around her somehow still revolve around her. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the decision is for that because she's very annoying. And like, not, like there's just no, it's hard because like there's nothing in the character in like what we saw in this episode and stuff I remember from the show that redeems her for me. She's just always annoying. And like, you know, in this episode, you know, we'll get to the plot and stuff like that. But in this episode, Tina gets a solo on a song that she really likes. And rather than be a good person or be a friend to Tina, she just says, well, I'm better than her. And this song means more to me, so I should get it. And then the teacher who's just like, look, you get solos all the fucking time. Like, why not let somebody else try it out? And she's like, fuck it, I quit. And then later she's like, well, I don't like how things are going somewhere else, so I'll come back. And then immediately things don't go her way instantly, so she quits again. And it's just like, fuck off. Like, you're so, she's mm-hmm. so annoying. And, you know, I remember parts of the first season, like the the drama is you want Finn and Rachel to get together. And I'm like, do, do I? I don't, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, I'm like looking at it now and like, Finn's a sweet boy. He's kind of dumb and, you know, a jock, but like ultimately seems nice. Do I want him to be with Rachel? <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Um, I remember feeling like, okay, I guess the plots are telling me that I'm supposed to want Finn and Rachel to get together and that Quinn, the cheerleader, the blonde, um, is supposed to be the mean girl and therefore I should not want her and Finn to get together. But at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, I still feel like Quinn is a more interesting and more pleasant character, even though she can be like catty mean yeah. than Rachel. Rachel is just like suffocating everyone yes. constantly. And I, there's even like later on an episode about her, like, I mean, from the beginning, she's had a crush on the choir, the glee teacher. Mm-hmm. But then there's like one particular episode that it's like very, like she like tells him she loves him or some ridiculous, gross stuff. Yeah. And they even like, they even use the the police song, Don't Stand So Close to Me. Oh, yeah. I, I, vividly, I vividly remember that. Also, that's like one of the few things that I clearly remember being like appalled by and like disturbed yeah i was like uh okay (laughs) this is weird (laughs) this is a Um, thing they're doing okay and but now watching it again just regarding the rachel character and and just hearing you talking about it makes me realize that she's written by adult it's like that classic thing of like adult people who are full on in their adulthood writing teenager parts and how that's problematic on it like it's yeah. just so hard it's just so hard we've had it over and over again and now with retrospect i'm just like why do we keep trying to do that right like why it's just not working like <laughs> yeah and or, or i don't know like i still i'm it's like you're we're we're all waiting for it to work and it's just will never kind of thing. I don't know. Maybe it works for some people, but then for Rachel specifically, it feels like 
what like dorky TV writer adult people yeah. are writing a caricature of what a theater kid is, which is like some of it is like, yeah, sure, they're like passionate about the thing that they like. Okay. But like I know lots of theater kids and they are nowhere near that like maniacal. Yeah. Like <laughs> she she will like throughout the show, it's like the manip- the manipulation of everyone around her just so that because she has a dream or whatever of for herself is I don't know, like that's that's psychopathic. Yeah. Like that's like it's just so beyond the line of like, oh, you know, teenagers are so egocentric. Like, yes, sure, they are very like they can be, and that's like part of the development of like only being the poor me thing. Yeah. But when it crosses the line into this like chess piece of like I'm gonna move around all these different pieces, all I'm gonna change all of these people's lives just so that like I feel better about myself, like that's must up like she, that needs therapy yeah she is she is in desperate need of a therapist that is for <laughs> sure um i did want to say before we get truly rolling we talked about maybe doing this episode and then um so recently naya rivera is that her name yeah um she passed away recently very tragically and mm-hmm. um so i wanted to get that out of the way very quickly that um that was a horrible story this cast is just i mean the the stuff that's happened to this cast like you know some of them have just had like you know normal lives and careers and Mm -hmm. but um the actor who plays finn overdosed and died the actor who played puck was a fucking like monster and did you do you know about this i don't even know about that oh boy oh boy oh boy so I know that there's a there's an internet thought that the the cast is kind of cursed, uh, cursed or doomed, yeah, or something. So the um, actor who played Puck uh, was like basically he had a bunch of exes uh, accuse him of domestic abuse, and then one of them. This story is so awful. One of them told like called the police and told them that uh, that the actor. I didn't bother to remember his name because he's a piece of shit. Um, had like child pornography, like oh, in God. his home, and then Ew. the police went and checked it out and they found it. And like, so he was in jail, and then, uh, you know, whatever. If you want to say this uh, tragically, he killed himself. So like, mm-hmm. the there has been a lot of stuff that has happened to this cast. Um, you know. Again, some of them have had just normal careers. Some of them have just said dumb things like the girl who plays Britney kind of like had like a flub on social media, maybe within the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So like some of them have just gone on to be like normal, like stupid people in the world. Some of them have had normal sure. acting careers and then, you know, tragedy has struck a bunch of them. So, um, yeah, like it's not your, yeah, it's not just swine or it's not like some mild news it's like really intense right yeah uh, for all three of them yeah uh yeah so you're right we i did mention to you that i wanted to do glee uh maybe a month ago or something but then it was it was like just around the news about naya and it just didn't i don't know it didn't feel right yeah um can you believe that was uh two months ago now 
No, I mean I said that, but honestly, it could happen yesterday. I know, like I, I, I like I was looking at her Wikipedia page earlier, and I, I, I hate to be like jovial and laughing about a story like this, but I was looking at her Wikipedia page, and she passed away in like early July, and I was just like, didn't we talk? Like I felt like we talked about this like last Thursday was like the time where you're like, I'm not sure if we should talk, you know, like. But that was it. Like that conversation itself was over a month ago, and just sort of like speaks to how horrible and uh stupidly time moves right now yeah yeah no exactly and 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 i didn't even it's i i didn't even like think about glee because of naya's death it like came up literally a week earlier somehow i it must have like popped into my mind or i saw something that made me think of it and then that news came out and it that was really weird and so then i was like well i don't want to do an episode then so anyway fast forward to september fires are blazing yes dumps dumpster fires of hell and also fire like forest fires yes so yeah let's watch some musical and silly so what (laughs) do you want to quickly uh recap just what glee is for anybody who's not familiar yeah i actually i had to look up the the like pilot plot because i couldn't quite I mean, I watched this almost ten years ago now, and I haven't re- I haven't revisited it. But uh, Glee is a it's a dramedy type show, TV show that aired on Fox. ABC, uh, Fox, Fox. It, it it works sort of like a musical, so you get a you get the cast to sing every twenty minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and the synopsis is that uh, the it's a it's a high school in a sort of small town in Ohio, I Lima, think. Ohio. Yeah, uh, but it's like trying to portray the like quote unquote typical American high school. So you've got your popular cheerleaders and your not very good football team, but the guys on the football team are the popular guys and. Uh, and actually, the cheerleaders are are the more celebrated athletes in the school. And then you've got your like stereotypical groups, the nerds and the this and the that. And then this new teacher comes in to the school, um, Mr. Schuster or Mr. Shoe, they call him, uh, who decides to create a glee club so a choir but it's not really a choir because they mostly sing popular things of the yeah. time and a cappella. so i don't I'm, i don't know anything about singing but there's different ways you can do that and that's the way they're doing it actually there's um, only one way you can sing and um so as a as an expert singer myself <laughs> i can tell you there's only one way to do it and it's uh through your mouth the right way <laughs> it's the right way that's right <laughs> The correct way. <laughs> um, and the the kind of the ongoing thread of the show is that the the kids that end up in the in the Glee Club are kind of the your 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 typical misfit, I'd say. So you've got your your well, there's Rachel, who's the the ready to be on Broadway kid. Somehow she's like already a full-on singer and wants to be an actress and like da 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 um who's already got the goal of doing that as a profession and then you've got the kids on the side that just like 
have never felt really good about anything about themselves. And so they go into singing because they've either like sung to themselves at home or something like that or whatever. So you've got this eclectic group uh, together and the ongoing drama is that also half of the budget that was going to the cheerleaders is now going to this glee club and therefore the coach who is played by nonetheless queen of all queens jane lynch uh (laughs) uh is is like pissed throughout the show she just like wants revenge for her half her budget being taken away in and sort of like and glee starts being popular and like people at school are looking forward to like the glee club um participating in these like uh competition shows and things and so it takes away the 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 pride of the glee club or the cheerleaders and da, da, da. so then jane lynch is like putting it on herself to just like completely she's always playing a, a, a game of chess with the the schuster teacher um and then there's some other like kind of disturbing teacher and admin staff going on there's weird like it's a it's one of those shows where they try to it's like they try to do the the classic high school story with a bunch of music but then on top of that they were like oh also the teachers and staff are going to be part of it's not just the students it's going to be like the teacher's a huge main character there's lots of episodes that are just about him um and then and then the, like the adults are included in the quirkiness of the show sure uh and there's lots and lots of drama and we watched episode three no four. four well i thought it was episode three and so i watched it and then i realized that was not the episode i meant so truly we watched the episode four preggers uh, preggers um do you want to give us the synopsis of that one episode so Andrew? in preggers we find out that uh so kurt's dad finds him in the basement sort of filming his own version of put a ring on it single ladies all the single ladies with Brittany and tina and his dad catches him and asks him what's he's do- what he's doing. He hasn't so Kurt uh Kurt is the to me like the standout character of the show. I think he's great. Um mm-hmm. but he's this very effeminate kid who like everybody knows is gay, but he hasn't, you know, admitted to everybody that he's gay. And so he's dancing in the basement. His dad catches him, asks him what he's doing. He says, "Oh, I'm just uh, you know, rehearsing and this is my girlfriend and so as he's talking to his dad, he is trying to like act as like socially normal, quote unquote, for his dad because his dad is, you know, kind of a man's man. He's played by Mike O'Malley, um, right? And so he, you know, tells him, "Oh, I'm actually on the football team." And so he talks to Finn, gets him like to a, like a, a tryout spot on the football team. Turns out he's a good kicker, so he gets a spot on the team as the field goal kicker. Um, other than that, Tina ends up getting a solo with the song that Rachel really wants. Rachel's mad. So she, you know, finds ways to spin it about her. Um, Will Schuster, the teacher finds his, uh, his wife sort of told him that she's pregnant. It turns out it was a hysterical pregnancy. And so she's trying to keep that facade going because she thinks it's the only thing keeping them together. Meanwhile, Quinn reveals to Finn that she is pregnant 
Even though Finn knows they've never had sex, she makes up this story about how when they were in the hot tub together and she like made him, uh, you know, uh, release some, uh, some DNA, uh, that it swam. That's the worst way you could have said that. She made him, okay. She made him come in the, in the, in the hot tub. She said that the, 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 the hot tub is the perfect breeding ground for it to work that way. So some, um, some crazy science. And then Puck reveals to Quinn that she and him had sex and that she was a virgin when they had sex. So he thinks it's his baby. Um, meanwhile, Kurt wins the, f- the football game and then reveals to his dad in the, probably the best scene in the episode and maybe the best scene in the entire show He's talking to his dad at home and he reveals to his dad that he's gay and his dad just goes, I know. And like, he's like, I've known since you were three and I, you know, like I don't love everything about it, but it doesn't mean I love you any less. And they hug and I cried and it was beautiful. And what a great scene. Mike O'Malley is terrific in that scene. And the actor, both of them are so strong, was incredible in that scene. And like both of them just like, like, and when he says, thank you for telling me, the dad i was just like oh my god like it was so it was a really good answer and like i think like that was probably the moment in watching the show where i was like maybe this show is good as the -hmm. same thing that you probably thought too was like maybe the show is good like the first time i watched it watching it now i was like no i know that the show ends up being bad but this moment is good like this is truly a good scene and everybody involved with it was terrific but other than that yeah the episode's kind of uh they, they, I think one of the standouts other than that scene is they decide to bring in Mr. Schuster to help the football team. And so he's like teaching them choreography to kind of like loosen them up and they all don't want to do it during the game. But finally Finn is like, we have to do it. So they end up doing a choreography to all the single ladies, which, uh, as my wife pointed out as, as I was watching, was just like, they couldn't do that because the clock's still running to put the football down and time's still running. So at a certain point, either the clock would have run out because they didn't actually start a play or the ball would have turned over because they just put it on the ground. But whatever, you suspend your dis- your, you suspend your belief because it's a stupid show about music. So, mm-hmm. Yes, it um, it is definitely the be- one of the best parts. The last scene is the best part, but the dancing of the football players was definitely what sold the deal for me and can like made me continue watching for perhaps three seasons um i just thought it was like the most fun idea to do at the time um i agree with you like i even i don't know shit about football if you don't know that about me you don't know me (laughs) like i do not know zippo about football but if you need picks for the week uh consult liza (laughs) on the instagram page and ask her for her pick of the week when football starts up and she will give you her her click to pick yeah you want to be on my fantasy ball hey you did it liza fantasy is a thing (laughs) fantasy football that's real um and i even knew because they show the clock and finn doesn't say stop the clock let's do the dance until until there's one second left two seconds however i will say that in football the clock is it's just you have to get a play going 
until before time runs out. So like if for instance they ran a play, Finn has the football and clock hits zero, they still have until the end of the play. Like the clock is at that point like it's just that's the end of regulation, but the play still continues until mm, the ball the goes dead. And so whatever, if he gets tackled or he throws the ball into the ground or they catch a touchdown, whatever, like that's how time works in football. But again, there was two seconds left and they decided to do a whole dance routine without running a play first. So like, I think they would have lost. And at at the very least, the referees would have been like, dude, play the fucking game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a great scene, but yeah, there's there's some stuff about it, and you're like, wait, how did what? How? Okay, whatever. They're shaking their booties. Let's just um, say they would it. have done that on Friday Night Lights. Let's just say that. Uh, no. Uh, although I feel like uh, shoot, Hig- Higgins. No, what's his name? I don't know. The drunk one would have done. Would the have drunk one. <laughs> um, the. The yeah, so the dancing and the football is great, and you can totally tell that they swapped the the actors that play the football players to actual dancers by then. <laughs> the other nonsense part is that because okay, so because I mistakenly watched the episode before, uh huh, I basically watched two episodes in a row of Schuster because kind of the the third episode sets up the fourth as. Schuster can also teach people how to dance because the fir- the third one is called uh, Acapellas uh-huh. and he like creates a uh, acapella band group, whatever the word, with other teachers and he teaches them how to dance. That actor is not the right pick for that. Like it's it what i don't know if they think like oh he's got curly hair he must be like justin timber like like i don't know it's just it doesn't make any sense that they he's not that good of a dancer and it's weird to watch it's just kind of super awkward for him to teach other grown men how to dance Uh uh-huh that like in the within the show he's supposed to be the good dancer and then the other ones are supposed to be the like klutzy flutzies but when you're watching the show you're like they're all like that like what am i watching <laughs> and then but then you watch the four i then you get to the fourth episode and then it's like a done deal that schuster is a magical dance teacher that will teach anybody how to groove and i was like oh no this bitch was not sold like that's so weird like but anyway, whatever. He teaches the teenage boys how to dance. And then by the time they actually shoot the dancing scene on the field, it's obviously actual dancers right. under the helmets. And I was like, well, at least they paid for that. They're no longer klutzy flutzies. No. They're beautiful booty shakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Mike O'Malley in the show. He pops in randomly. Uh, so this is the first episode you're introduced to Kurt's dad, but then he comes back like randomly throughout the show. Uh, about something revolving Kurt, obviously. Yeah. Um, and he's so great in the show because he's the perfect like he does the perfect. I think 
what this episode did is basically shove a bunch of stereotypes in your face like what what a small gay boy can do in high school yeah. and what a, a giant kind of meatheady popular football kid can do and then what a like tv loving beer loving kind of man's man's dad can do and then by like and then every act of the episode they just like kick it down the road and they're like no jk we're showing you this now about this character mm-hmm. and it's so delightful because then you learn you slowly learn, it starts with finn where you're learning oh he actually starts with kurt because you're like i feel like what they're doing with kirk is like oh him pretending to be on the football team you're kind of expecting the plot to go into like it's not gonna go well and he's gonna get embarrassed and and his dad is going to get pissed and everybody is going to have a horrible time and you're just going to feel so bad for them. Yeah. And no, he actually can kick a fucking football through the big H and Mark points. I feel like I'm speaking another language right now. Just no, that was all. I mean, you uh, as somebody who is, of course, a huge football fan, those are all definitely football terms <laughs> through, big the, H. through the big H as everybody knows it in football. <laughs> Isn't that the nickname? The big H. Uh, <laughs> hmm And uh so yeah, he he manages to be actually a full on asset to this team, not just with the kicking of the ball, but also he's like now a fully integrated participant into how to make the team better. And like they listen to his opinion and he's like, We gotta hire the teachers so they can teach everybody how to dance and then the coach who's also kind of this weird mix of things as a character right away he's like yeah let's try it because you all suck all the time and i don't know what to do with you anymore right and then it turns into finn for the longest time you're like is he gonna do it is he actually gonna be on on kurt's side um and they know each other through glee club so there's some bonding there and um i do love that at the beginning when because originally Kurt also has a crush on Finn. I don't know. I don't think that lasts very long after that. I can't recall. I yeah, think I, that they move on from that. I kind of remember that too, and I don't think that goes for very. Hmm. I think Rachel's Rachel's thing with Finn lasts way longer than Ugh. Kurt's. Anyway, uh, but at the beginning of this episode, when Kurt asks Finn if he can get him a tryout on the team. Finn's response at first is like oh I already have a prom date sorry but thanks good luck yeah like it was not even a mean no thanks it was just like hey I'm flattered but yeah, I actually like a, have another ew, person yuck. yeah <laughs> it was really it was cute and and anyway so then you get to the middle of the episode and Finn is like you know actually is behind Kurt's uh you know idea and and then fulfills it and then they dance on the field and then at the end the same thing again they they when they've kind of shown you only this one side of the dad and you're totally anticipating the dad to be a complete uh bigoted meathead yeah that's a good subversion that they do where like they sort of set up that he might be like you know if if maybe not bigoted at least like 
you know, no son of mine, you know, whatever, like, you know, at least like, I'm not okay with it. And like walk upstairs and just not like accept it. And sort of like, mm-hmm. you know, they'll like dig his head in the sand and like not accept that his son is like this. But instead the, the subversion is great where he's just like, yeah, I already know this about you. And like, you know, <clears throat> it comes from this, like, you can tell the, the part where he says like, I may not love every part about this is coming from a place of like, it's not that he's against the lifestyle. It's not that he's against like his son being happy in this way. It's that like, he knows this is going to be hard for his son who he already is like very protective of. You like, you can see it when he like steps on the field. He's like, he's just so much like he says to himself, like, God, he's so, he's so much smaller than everybody. Like he's just Mm -hmm. worried about his son and you know, right or wrong you know, in terms of ideology, he's worried that people are not going to accept Kurt for who he is. Is kind of that, that's like, you can, he doesn't say that as much, but you kind of get that's what he means when he says, like, I don't love every part about it, but I love you. And if you're happy, I'm happy sort of thing. Yeah, I, I see that too. I also heard it as like, I don't love all of all, everything about it as in like, I'm not sure I'm prepared for what everything this means, but I'm I'm willing to just roll with the flow or go with the punches or whatever, right. especially because he's a single dad. Because you also learn that um, I, you may learn that earlier in the show. I'm not sure that uh, Kurt's mom passed away, so yeah. it's just the two of them. Um, but that that the dad was already in in the in the know and yeah. was just per- it was just waiting just i think the part that gets me is that he's he had been you get the the so the um, in between the line of the la- dialogue is that he had been waiting for kurt to come out for years now yeah and just waiting patiently for him to do it on his own terms and not to try to like you know get it out of him it was I remember that like hitting perfectly the first time I watched it and then watching it again, I was like, this is fucking beautiful. Yeah. This is perfect. Yeah. There's I it's great. Um and both of them are so good in that in those roles and in that interaction is that big bear hug. I was just like, ah! Oh man, yeah. I <laughs> was like watching on the couch next to my wife and just like I looked over her, just like this absolutely got me. It worked on me so well just such a beautiful scene and yeah when they hug it's just like it's the the emotional buildup, and then that release is just like oh thank you let it thank you for letting me cry yeah yeah uh, well and because kurt is so because he he created it's interesting because he also has this like which they do that on tv a lot where like the kid kind of built this almost persona at school just to to like protect himself from Maybe what other, very much what other students could do to him or or say to him that is hurtful. And so he's always seems so hyper confident. He's wearing what he wants. Yeah. He's doing his hair how he wants, and he's he does glee and and all these things. And but then as soon as like that interaction with his dad, he just looks like a scared little boy, yeah. and just like the confidence is totally gone. And then. But then he like right away when he gets that big dad hug and he's just like, okay, this I'm good. yeah, this couldn't have gone any better for me than what I wanted. Even though yeah. I was very afraid going into this moment, it was very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So Liza, out of five rogue sperms floating in a hot tub, um, what would you give 
this episode of Glee. Oh my god. Too bad this is not a visual media to see my disgusted face. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Uh, out of five, whatever you said. No. Come on. Don't you want to repeat it? Out of five cum spawns. Oh, boy. <laughs> is that better? Yeah, way better. Uh, we're really in, earning that. In we're boiling really, water. We're really earning that explicit tag on the podcast this week. Well, like I said. We're adults having adult home. conversations. Yes, that's definitely what we're doing. Throwback to school uh, sometimes touches on exclusive uh, on uh, adult themes and subjects. Adult content, beware. Viewer um, discretion advised. Okay, this this sh- I, it's hard for me to rate the whole show, so I'm just gonna rate the episode. Yeah, um, I don't remember all the plots. The sh- the episode for Preggers, Preggers. I would give. I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five. Okay. I want it to be a five just because of what we just talked about with the Kurt plotline is phenomenal. And the dancing, I'm a sucker for boys dancing. We've already established that. The It's not getting a five because although I love Jen, Jane Lynch and I love Stephen Tobolowsky, the character that Steven Tobolowsky plays is fucking creepy. Is he so the uh, we can we don't have to elaborate on this for very long. And in fact, I'd, I'd prefer if we don't. Is he supposed <laughs> to be like a child molester or like somebody like somebody who was like being skeezy to kids? So there is a hint in the episode before, and I think. Uh, so I think he used to be the drama teacher at the yeah. school and, and that's kind of how I think I would have to rewatch it, which I didn't, but I, I vaguely recall him basically being booted out of the school and that's how Will Schuster kind of gets his foot yeah. in. And therefore Steven Tobolsky, a lot of the times it ends up conniving with Jane Lynch against Glee Club. It's not clear to me because I don't remember and I didn't look it up, but they do hint at the fact that he might in the show might have been accused of pedophilia. Yeah, that was the I was and getting I, that vibe. I was like, mm, why would you keep? And then the there's a scene in the episode we watched where they he's on school grounds. And I think even the principal is like, you're not supposed to be here. Like, you're not supposed to be within 50 feet of the school. Yeah, there's a very much like a you know what you did vibe to like, why are you here? You should not be here. And his response is, no, I'm not allowed to be within 50 50 feet of the of the kids. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's definitely written for the joke. But first, that's nonsense, because obviously the kids are inside the school. So, yeah. (laughs) And also like. I don't know. Like, was it funny in two thousand six? No. Was pedophilia funny? No, I don't. I can't. No, no. So I kind of wish they. I mean, I definitely wish they hadn't gone that route. Although he does play a wonderful creep. Like, if you take out the pedophilia disgusting oh, part I mean, of that, he the scenes of him like doing weird shit as at his house with like 
really small bathrobes and it's and, Stephen Tobolowsky. He's dolls. Like, yeah, Stephen Tobolowsky. He he rocks. Like he's so good and yeah. fun. But like, yeah, the role itself is just like, huh? Yeah. Like what? Why? Why yeah. do we? Why do we need that? Um. So, that's one of the major boo boos. The other kind of major boo boo is I don't know if because they kind of planted that seed of pedophilia, but then I all I could see was that Will Schuster. A lot of the times he talks to the students, he, they talk within a feet of one another. He talks to them really close, okay, and touches their shoulders a lot. And I just kind of, I was not into it. And maybe this is a post-COVID world. I don't know. <laughs> like. I was just like, all I can see is how, like, there's no six feet between these people. Um, So I really don't, I I remember being okay with the teacher character, Will Schuster, and watching it again, I really did not like him. That's fair. And, and I think, and also, although, like, maybe there's, like, out of an ensemble cast of, like, 10 characters, there are maybe three that would make me want to watch the show again. Yeah, that's fair. That's just not enough. Um, so three and a half, just because I would recommend to watch the first three episodes so you know what's going on until the fourth one and then just go on with your day. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, I think three and a half yeah. is a fair, I think it's a fair rating. I would probably err on that also just because of the, like the other characters I think are not as, I mean, certainly nobody is highlighted as much as Kurt is in this episode, but also Kurt is probably my favorite character in the show. Mm-hmm. So um, I, it's hard because like in terms of like the arc that Kurt goes on and like his performance, it's a, like he's a five out of five in this episode. Like the, the actor, yes. the character, everything about him, it's a total five out of five. Um, the rest of the episode is not as good. So yeah, three, three and a half is probably a fair rating for Priggers. Liza, yeah. are you ready for this Surpers? Yes. Hit me up with that flute. Hit it up, Fernand. Gracias, Fernando. Look at us, this multilingual podcast. Si, Fernando. <laughs> muchos gracias. <laughs> De nada, guys. Gotta go. <laughs> Fernando. Anyway. Thank you, Fernando. Thanks, Fernando. Have a good vacation. Yeah, have some. Have a good vacation. The two weeks off that we give you every week. <laughs> every two weeks. I don't know. Um, what we're very good bosses. Yeah, and we pay him the, the really dude, well. Oh yeah, the dude works two like twenty seconds every two weeks. two weeks. Off. Yeah, come on, come on, Fernando. If you're complaining, I don't know what you want from your. You bosses. better be grateful. You better be grateful, Fernando. Anyways, what's the anyway, surprise prize, Liza? Well, my dear Fernandos, this week's podcast. Oh, nope. This week's surprise prize is another installment of How Are You Gonna Vote? 
Uh-oh. How you gonna vote? Doot, doot. How you gonna vote? Boop, boop. Wow. I did, did Did you come up with that jingle on the top of your head? I've been working on that since the second the last podcast ended, and I think it shows because there's a lot of oh care and effort God. put into that, and clearly it's really good. I can't wait to hear it again exactly like that. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, yeah, in two weeks it's going to go exactly the same way. Um, <laughs> nothing will change about it because it was worked on, and uh, yeah. It was written too, right? Yeah, that was recorded. I just played that recording. So. Oh, oh, wow! Technology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, for those of you that live on this Earth, Earth, and uh, perhaps dumpster fire of uh, government, mm-hmm. uh, you might feel hopeless. That's okay. You, we all have to vote in November, and if you've listened to the last episode, uh, you would know why I wanted to talk about voting last. If you didn't, go back and listen. There is helpful information about how you can vote in your state. I started with the states that we know we have listeners to, like Washington, Georgia, California, New York. Uh huh. And this time, I want to talk about voting in. Illinois. What's up, Illinois? What's up, Illinois? Hey, how's that deep dish pizza over there? And Massachusetts? Massachusetts. Ah, Massachusetts. Of course. Uh, mm, Give me that clam chowder, baby. Hey, the Celtics. Red Sox. New York sucks. Wait. But we also have listeners in New York. Uh, they, don't listen to New York? Yeah, don't listen, to, don't listen to these Massachusetts people, but also Massachusetts... Do do listen to this. <laughs> Ohio. What's up? What's up, Ohio? Uh, I was in Cincinnati two years ago, and I ate at uh, a White Castle that was right outside my hotel every day. Wow. Not every What's day. What's a White but... Castle? Is it a, is it a burger chain? It's a burger chain, and they, they uh, at the time, had, uh, like, very early on, they had impossible sliders. Because oh, White Castle does little, cute. they do a little slider hamburgers. That's their their gimmick, and they had impossible ones. So Yum. early, early to the game. And last but not least for this episode is District of Columbia, the other Washington. Um, let's start from the top. How you gonna vote in Illinois is somewhat simple. You have to be registered to vote. If you don't know if you are, it's easy to check. There's a button on Instagram where you can check, or you can just Google Illinois voting registry. I or I want to register to vote Illinois, or you can Google. I'm not going to teach you how to Google. That's pretty easy. Once you're registered to vote then you need to request a mail-in ballot. If you want to avoid going in person or you can't go in person, you should also do the same if you have people around you that can now go in person. You can help them download the, or you can go online and request it on the website. It's just elections.il.gov. And then you want to submit that application that you filled out to your local election office and that's also online 
Uh, you need to do that before October 29th, which sounds like far away, but it's also mid-September already. It's so coming up. It's coming up. You better do it before the end of September. Yep. And also, otherwise, I'm coming to your house. Yeah, we're coming to your house where we will uh, we'll be masked, but it will feel very unpleasant because we will, even though we're practicing social distancing, we're still going to get close, and it's going to feel very intrusive. It's going to feel very intrusive. Uh, one other thing, go Chicago Sky, my second WNBA team. Uh, that's my my team, home away from home. Go Storm, but also go Sky. Uh, Massachusetts, you, it's a tougher, you actually, well, you need to register to vote, duh doy, and, and you need to have an excuse to request a mail-in ballot, which is like an absentee ballot. Uh, they will, they will, uh, accept a COVID related reason, which is pretty vague, so I bet you could use a you could lot probably of do it. You can probably do yeah. it. Yeah. Like childcare, like lost my job, like health. Symptoms, health, obviously. Uh if you're a vulnerable population, obviously. Uh once you have registered to vote and then you submit an application with an, your your excuse for not being able to go in person, you send it in also at your local election office. You want to do that before November. Well, November 2nd is when you we vote. So you definitely want to do it before then. <laughs> Good advice, Liza. <laughs> I would suggest everyone to do it right now. But this weekend, we are done with summer. It's dreary fall is coming upon us you better do it this weekend there's nothing happening this weekend everything that needed to happen happened on labor day weekend right Mm -hmm. cool and also uh just a just a side note i i would never uh urge somebody to vote one way or another but just i this is just totally separate of voting ed markey seems like a cool guy who's ed markey he's uh running for senate in in massachusetts (gasps) <gasps> Massachusetts, get it. I mean, I don't know who he is. He seems like a cool guy, though. I would never tell people how to vote. Sarcastic right now. I have. I would have no idea. No, I. I. Uh, uh, he's a. He seems like a good candidate. I would never sway people on how to vote, but he seems like a good guy. I see. Anyway, Ohio, mm-hmm. Ohio, um, Ohio, Gazimas. <laughs> You want to register to vote as well, and you want to request a mail-in ballot at uh, pretty much uh, online. Yep. And also submit that application. You don't need an excuse, but you want to do that step so you can get your mail your your ballot in the mail. Fill it out at home while you're listening to a podcast or watching an episode of Glee or. Or watching Ohio Whatever State football, OSU, go Buckeyes. Hopefully they'll dance on the field. Hey, that'd be something. That would be something. And uh, Washington, D.C. 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 is like our Washington. If you are registered to vote, you're going to automatically get a mail-in ballot. 
So you just got to make sure that you're registered, baby. That's right, baby. Hey, also DC, uh, you had a good run with the Mystics at the beginning of this season. They have sort of tailed off, but you have a great coach in Mike Tebow. Emma Misaman is a great player. Um, I'm sorry that you lost Christy Tolliver in the offseason and that uh, that uh, Elena Deladon decided to opt out of playing this year. It really hurt your team, but you had a lot of heart and uh, great, great run. Go Mystics, uh, but you're not as good as the Storm. So suck it, DC. For anybody that doesn't know any of those words, uh, <laughs> Andrew is talking about uh, basketball. The WNBA, baby. Women's women's basketball you can't see it on uh, the we're we're on a audio format but liza you can see in the back of my zoom i have a storm banner thrive thrive to win thrive to win i see yes sponsored Very by the storm cool. and of course kaiser permanente <laughs> <laughs> who does not sponsor this podcast nope nope but if if, if they want to throw in some of that sweet health insurance money We'll take it. We we can be bought by any major corporation. <laughs> yep, we will sell out. We will sell out. If you want me to compliment Jeff Bezos on his looks, I'll do it. Just give me that money, baby. Oh God, does he know what sarcasm is? Because uh, if not, then it's easy. Yeah, he's too rich to know to be. He's too rich to be funny and know what sarcasm is. So, I think we're okay. Also, who am I kidding? You think he listens to? peasants like us yeah right golden throne yeah right Please. what if he is what if he is listening just like a tear uh he's like he so of course he hangs upside down in a hyperbolic chamber because he's a weirdo um but the tear goes streaking down that freaky bald head of his you think he sheds tears uh, only when we hurt his feelings Oh, wow. We yeah. have a lot of power. We have a lot of power. Hmm. Um, yeah. So, Liza, good reminder on on to go vote. And uh, that'll do it for this episode. So, you know, subscribe to our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash goodtalkstudio and subscribe there. Go to our Instagram page, instagram.com slash school, facebook.com slash school, and twitter.com slash school. That's right. Get it where you can. That's right. And we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, babies. Bye, babies.